Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hello, everyone. We are here with our second guest of this wonderful new show, Arbor Mist with. Arbor Mist with, wow, Hardball with Arbor Mist. Guess who I have on the line? Any guesses? Well, why don't you just tell us who's on the line? Well, it's your one and only favorite, Rajonia here. Um, you know, I did a long list of accomplishments, but all of them have only been for about a day or more um, or less. Um, but, yeah, I'm here, and uh, I'm excited to be here with Gorbin not uh, Arbor Mist, which I, I absolutely love because um, when I thought Arbor was a completely separate person, I was like, wow, this guy is just like Gorbin. And guess what? It was Gorbin. So, you know, we're here with him and hoping to have a good time. Well, I definitely appreciate uh, the compliment and you taking the time to speak with us today. So essentially Hardball is about asking the tough questions that you're, everyone thinks about but doesn't really ask. So... Let's just get right on to it. You have been a strong proponent of bringing back role play and also having a two-chamber system. With our population on the decline and active members kind of wishy-washy, depending on the week of the month, why do you feel so strongly and so positively about an idea with those current realities? Well, the thing is, is, at the end of the day, we want to make a system that's going to work and a system that is going to foster growth. Now, I personally think that by reducing the Senate number combined, now you can't do one or the other, you have to do it combined with um, having that second house, um, you could very easily have a sort of um, more activity-oriented um, region because what, what you have to realize is, combined with that uh, second house, we want to reintroduce role play into the government. Now, I, I, at least as long as I've been here, role play has never been done in the actual government itself. And I think by introducing that, it creates more activity. And some may argue it may be too much work for people, but at the same time, it would be something that would ensure activity. I mean, let's give examples here. You got the courts that hardly do anything. If you were to bring role play to the courts, you know, there would be court cases that would be handled that would, you know, create activity there. You've also got, you know, different bills, role play legislation, social issues, different issues that could be handled um, role play wise that would essentially bring the activity we're, we're wanting and then be able to weed out sort of those people who are inactive in government. But to be honest, we don't need, I mean, I'll give a prime example. Monaco, um, who Pepe has, has been very, very aggressive towards. I'm not going to be all that aggressive, but he's been almost not here at all. And I think that if you're not here at all, you need not to be here. And uh, so, again, that just relates back to the activity thing that, 
if we're wanting to make the region active, you have to prime it to be active. You can't just let it um, uh, have a sort of laissez-faire approach to regional activity. You have to be hands-on, and that's the only way we're going to see the activity pick up. And I completely understand that, but as an older member, a more active member, I'm sure that you understand all the complexities that dealt with the merger. Oh, <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, one part of that merger was far less inclined to be active in role play, and the other one was almost submerged in it. So how right. are you going to convince those people who are here to say, you know what, let's give this a try when they've been pretty much vocally against anything like that? Well, you know, the, the thing has always been that um, you, you can't you can't craft a perfect system without um, trying things out. If you know me, I am totally um, for any sort of, you know, new ideas because ultimately um, new ideas are the way to, to create activity and to um, really um, give an effort to make the region a better place. Now, now the truth is, is that um, in regard to our region, um, TAR, uh, not having any role play in government. Uh, the truth was our governments weren't all that active. Um, and if you look at the role play in uh, TAS, now I haven't been there, but I, I want to say that they, were, they had a decent amount of activity in, in regard to the role play that they had. So I think that with the minds that we do have, whereas TAS, the old TAS, um, had this role play system and then TAR didn't, Perhaps this sort of combination of people who were fully submerged in role play and people who weren't, you have that combination, you're going to see that if we have the people work together on it, that maybe we can create something that's better than what was there and there. We can have something that's better for here. And, um, you know, that, that is ultimately the goal of, uh, of what I'm trying to, to do here. And I understand that. And in regards to trying, what are you doing to try to make that a reality? Now, I mean, crafting a system is not as easy as it looks. I mean, you really have to have some brain power behind it. And really sitting down and getting yourself to, to sort of write this up is a long and grueling process. I've started working on legislation um, to, to sort of bring about this change. Um, but, of course, um, the system side of it as far as introducing role play um, uh, into government, getting, um, as I have advocated for before, more active political parties. You know, there's a long list of things that have to be added. And my plan is, at least, to get other senators to come on board and help work on legislation. One specific piece of legislation in particular that I'm going to craft is, is going to be called an overhaul package of sorts. And it's, I mean, it, it should be an absolutely fantastic piece of legislation that I'm hoping we'll get through. And again, it's all about trying new things. If you don't try new things, you're not going to see the region improve whatsoever. And, um, you know, Pepe specifically, um, which I'm, I'm, again, I'm not trying to call him out, but I am trying to call him out because he, on record numerous times, has been someone 
totally against the idea of trying sort of new things or giving a new perspective onto old things and throwing it in. You know, it's a very pessimistic region um, most times, and there are so many new people as well as some old people who are coming around the corner and saying, look, we, we do have to try new things because, you know, why are we settling for a region that gets less active in the summer or, you know, whatever months it is? Why are we settling for that? We should be going above and beyond. And that's the kind of leadership we need in this region. And ultimately, um, I'm hoping that senators um, will work together to bring legislation that will do that sort of thing too, um, you know, strive for above and beyond. And that's what I've always been about and always will be about. One of the arguments against making political parties more active is that uh, it tends to divide the region, obviously, if you're dividing one political party and you're the other there's going to be an unwillingness to compromise, they say, uh, unwillingness to um, have that bipartisanship. So how do we create an active political party system without losing the culture that some would argue has been hard, hard fought for? Oh, I think political parties would actually unify the region more than it would uh, separate them. You know, I know some vocal opponents of the, the whole political involvement in the region. And, uh, you know, I got to be completely honest with you. Some of the things they suggest are, are wrong necessarily are, are not wrong. I mean, or are wrong or no, not wrong. I was right. Um, you know, people like, I know TNR, I believe has been vocally against political parties for a very long time. The thing is, is that, Ultimately, all political parties would do is generate activity around that party, create a more unified sort of group. And it's not like people are going to be bound to a party for life. You could switch between parties. It's like, you know, it it would be a system that would foster activity. And, I mean, as much as you want to be against, you know, the idea of creating divides, you know, ultimately... Many cultures have divides, and div- division isn't bad. In fact, division sometimes creates more than it does um, uh, separates. You know, um, at, at least right now, in the society that we have, you're seeing activity continue to drop. I mean, the, the Zachary administration has only been here for not too long, so I'm not going to really, you know, uh, slander their administration, but um, Activity hasn't exactly picked up since then, um, you know. And the RNS and 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 the RNS administration, we know activity was all but none, with the exception of the Allied Games. So, I mean, we have to have um, leadership in the region, uh, whether it be from a citizen, from a chancellor, from a speaker. It doesn't matter who it is. We need a leader in the region who's willing to say, "Look." We have to take a new approach to things. We have to, you know, give it all we've got. And that's the only way that we're going to see things improve here. I mean, activity is low. It's it's bad. We shouldn't have activity this low. We need people in here, and we need a system that is going to work for new people, old people, and people potentially recruitable alike. And that's the only way we're going to get things done here. I, I'm glad that you brought up um, the new administration, because 
I asked Pepe uh, a very similar question to this. I pretty much said, why hasn't the administration been forthright with policies that they want to pursue? And Pepe claimed that in every new administration, the first week is more getting settled in. It's more um, just getting your troops in order before, you know, taking on the charge. So I guess I'll pose the same question to you. Do you feel as if the Zachary administration is losing political capital by not being vocal about what they support and plan to do in a concrete way? Uh, you know, I got to be honest with you. I have vote, been very vocal about the fact that although I ran with free states, I was a supporter of both campaigns, and that ultimately the only reason why I went with the free states campaign was because Zachary was not impatient, but at the same time was um, for me to hop on his ticket. And um, the thing is, is that Zachary, he's a great kid. Um, You know, love him. Um, But leadership in the region has to be straightforward. It has to be um, bold. And the thing is, is at least with my administration, when I was chancellor, the first week in office was not settling in in any way. The first day I had telegrams out to each of my cabinet officials talking about what I wanted done. I had a checklist of things. I, I even think I put, now mind you, this was back when senators, or in order to be chancellor, you had to be a senator. So I had legislation on the floor, I want to say within the first week of one major policy that I had. I, I don't remember what it was. I think it was, uh, you know, uh, damn it. I got to look at this because it was—it's very, very related to the issue at hand. Hold on, um, but I had it on the floor of the Senate, and I was more than prepared to to sort of be ready for this. And, and the problem is, is with the Zachary administration, they haven't had a uh, a policy goal in the Senate, I guess. So, um, okay. What I had put in, actually, was something that I had campaigned for while running for chancellor. It was the the Allied Banking Acts, which was to create interest banking. Later on, interest banking would become a reality. It just wasn't accomplished in my administration. And uh, as we saw, uh, interest banking was manipulated on the sole purpose of trying to, quote-unquote, prove a point. Well, the people later on deleted a lot of their money, and one person in particular did not, and that would be um, Pepe, obviously, but um, anyways, um, in order to have a successful administration, you have to be straightforward, Um, and um, during my administration as chancellor, we attempted um, federal government role play, which was to get the chancellor to actually have some sort of power in regard to the allied states and state role play and SMRP. It didn't really work out, um, but we need a leader who, who will realize that um, you do have to bring a sense of, of um, overarching leadership, I guess. The, the, the idea that the region isn't going to steer itself, you have to sort of give guidance to the region. And there have been now two chancellors. Well, I mean, Zach still has a term left, so he can improve on it. And I really hope he does because, um, you know, he will or will would be a great chancellor. and um, But RNS didn't really lead the region, and we see where that got us. 
um, you know, uh, Elwin. Um, he led the region his first term and did a fairly decent job. Um, but then you see second term Elwin where he sort of faded out and eventually became totally inactive. We had to replace him, you know. It's a, it, for voters, it's been very about who the person is. But what should be more important to voters is what the person has accomplished and what the person is capable of, you know. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, um, I, I do have to say that the political capital is being wasted because Zachary, in an effect, because of how close the election was, people unified behind him because of what Free States has said, you know, his speech, um, getting behind Zach. That was probably the, the peak of his political power as chancellor, you know, to be able to say, hey, you know, I've got the, the support, the backing of my, uh, my opponent in the election. And now I can accomplish what goals I have set in mind. And I've got to disagree with Pepe that the first week is, is just settling in. I would say the first day is settling in. And then once you get past that first day, you know, you're pretty much ready. Um, it doesn't take a week to, to settle in. It's, just, you know, it's a game on a computer. It's not like an office, you know. Um, so that's my stance on that. Um, but, yeah. Well, that was definitely informative. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked um, our previous guest. Do you believe that uh, Pepe is a help or a hindrance to the region as a whole? What did he say? Well, if I tell you, then you're not going to listen to the program. But to be fair, he said that you were a help with some caveats. Oh, he. Oh, you asked. Okay. I was about to say, that didn't make much sense because if you were saying um, that you asked him about himself, that would be a little off of a no, question. I, no, I, I asked them uh, about you, and now I'm returning the favor because it's not fair to pick on one person and not the yeah, other. Yeah, no. Um, Pepe is an interesting um, character. Let me put it this way. Um, you know, I'm a very honest person in this region. Um, one of the most honest, if not the most honest. Um, personally, um, I've had my on and off with Pepe. Um, I've never been friends with him. I've been acquaintances. I've been friendly, but I've never been friends. Um, as far as his work ethic, it's questionable. Um, as you see... He's already taken this leave of absence, and I get it. He's got a medical issue. But there have been many, many, many medical leaves for Pepe. There have been many leaves in general for Pepe. And, you know, to be honest with you, um, I've always been the person to say that if I know I'm not going to be able to handle an office or to be able to do a job that I've set out to do, then I'm not going to take the job. I'm, I'm going to be straightforward and say, look, I don't have the time to do it. But in this region, there's only been one singular instance of me not doing my job. And that was because I severely disagreed with the policies I was being told to carry out. And that was during my time as Secretary of the Interior under John Owen. And, um, but besides that, you can ask anyone I've worked for, any government I've sort of served, I've always been completely active. 
Um, and Pepe's got a questionable level of activity. But I will say that in regard to his own media and in regard to being an admin, he has a, a fair amount of activity. And, and, of course, let me not even get started on his job as admin. I mean, he, I, can, I can recall when he first became an admin in this regional forum, he would delete my shout box posts. And, you know, that's, <laughs> it's a childish thing to do. Um, but again, that so was a long time let ago. Let me pose the question again. Yeah. So Help I or would, hurt. Right. I would say Pepe is, is, for me personally, and for some of the people that are with me, I would say more of a hurt just because he's a very, like, sh- not shadowy. He's very just off. He's got an off sense about him and, and, uh, He's definitely been um, offensive in some respects, and so have I, but usually I do it when I'm being antagonized. He does it out of the blue um, because it's a fun thing to do. You know, um, he, he does have a record of being a person just to poke at people. Um, but as far as to the region as a whole, I would say he's probably very slightly more toward help. Um, you know, he just no different than the way he answered about me. He does have his instances of of um, helping people and helping the region. So, uh, yeah. All right. I guess that's fair enough. Both of you pretty much answered the same way. There's obviously some resentment there, but a uh, recognition of some kind of, I don't even know what to call it. It's it's a little odd. But it's, moving you on. Know, I can tell you know, I can tell you exactly what it is, and it is hard to, to analyze. It's a mutual respect for the fact that both of us have a following and a a serious, um, um, how would you put it, um, dedication to the region in different respects. Me personally, I have always been more dedicated to the advancement and progression of the region itself. If I was able to, you know, uh, do it without being disrespectful, I would say that Pepe has always had a more um, orientation toward advancing um, um, himself uh, as well as his media. Um, And the only reason I say that is because, you know, when I've run for office, I've never advocated for me being the only person to be able to do it. If you remember, when I, one of my Make the Allied States Great Again campaigns has been to get other people in office. I, I backed Castro's, I backed Free States. I've been a person who is willing to run and wants to be able to be the one to run the region. But if it's if it has to be someone else, I'm more than willing to do it. Pepe has always been more self, you know, sufficient and self um, oriented. And there's, there's no problem with that. I just think for him to to try to in the past call me out and say that I was the one who's like that is just wrong because he's the one who's like that. It's a he, she kind of thing. He said this, she said this, that, you know. Well, it's moving drama. On from, it's, it's, yeah, moving on from the uh, the political drama, which is always fun. But yeah. we do have quite a few policies um, at vote right now, or soon to be at vote in the Senate. One being paper post, one right. being the lottery, one right. being... Um, the filibuster, one being um, there's another one. And I'm forgetting it right now. I know there's a bill on the floor um, 
to reduce the number of Senate seats. Um, and I think that speaks to the fact that there were five people running for five seats and there wasn't a single vote casted. Um, that in itself, very undemocracy-like. Mm -hmm. So given the current agenda, even though there isn't much of a uh, agenda coming out of the administration, it seems that the Senate has been focused on um, making sure that policies are enacted. What are your views on those policies? On the current policies? policies. Yeah. Um, the lottery, I think, you know, I've always been in favor of uh, of a lottery and um, anything that's sort of economic oriented. I think that um, in its current state, the lottery is going to be a little inactive because it's not it, it looks weird. It's not very well formulated. Um, but I'm going to support it and vote for it anyways just because I know it will bring activity and, and, it, and it will um, eventually be sorted out as to, to how it works. I mean, you know, I get it. It says there, you know, the four-number thing, but does really anyone know besides SCAP exactly what the fuck is going on with it? Uh, excuse my language, obviously, but, um, yeah, no clue. Um, the paper post, I think paper post is very, very important, and I think the biggest failure of the RNS administration was repealing paper post because paper post is what, it's not a sole driver of activity because people really don't care. Like me personally, once you're up at the amount of money I have, you don't care about getting money for posts. But these new people, how do you expect them to, to be able to, to actually get involved without any money? You know, money is what, what uh, not makes the region go around, but it's a motivator, you know? Um, just to make, just to uh, comment on that point, uh, as everyone well knows, I've just recently changed back to my original account, which has a little bit more money in it. But I made, I want to say, close to 150 posts on the Arbor Mist account, and I had a grand total of $13. Right, which is exactly the problem. I mean, you look at it like you would have had $1,500 had you made it during the days of the you know, $10 pay per post. But instead, you have $13. Yes. Yeah. We should it, now. I, I think. I think it's almost again, asinine. I don't understand why it was repealed in the first place. I mean, I get the logic that well, if you stop it, then the ones with a whole bunch of money will use it. And and speak to there's this a way after to, I make my point. There's a way to solve that, though. Yeah. Speak to this after I make the point. I think that there is a little bit of value to the argument that unless all the money is wiped out, no one's going to care. I think that just makes sense because if you have, like yourself, you have tons and tons and tons of money, you're not really concerned about making anymore. But at the right. same time, if it's not flowing and it's just sitting, that's not productive either. So if you were going to revamp the economy, wouldn't it be better to wipe it out clean and start from scratch? I think the the absolute best way to revive the economy would be to print more money. Now, I, I, people have been against this because they say, oh, well, you know, uh, inflation. Blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. It's a forum economy. You know, if, if you don't want anything to get done, oppose 
doing stuff. That's what a lot of people do in this region. They oppose doing things. Like, it could be, you know, let's have an ice cream day Monday. Well, that's going to cost money. Well, this. Well, that. I mean, really? Like, I like ice cream. It's, it's exactly. Everybody loves ice cream. Why the fuck would you oppose ice cream day on Monday? Anyways, the point is, is that in order for the economy to work, I think that uh, we should print money. And, and why do we print money? Well, we print money to keep the value of money that the, the current active rich people in this region have to keep it so that they can keep their status. And then have the people who don't have as much also get money so that they can keep their status and work from there. Because the biggest problem is the money that inactive people have. If there was money flowing and the inactive people didn't have money, um, but the active people did have money, the region would work a lot better. I mean, you, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is I don't think a reset would be necessarily um, a, a great thing. I think if we had a flat tax and different things to sort of make it so that people who have less money and who have a lot of money can both have the same opportunity to make money. Because if there was a mechanism in the region for people who have a lot of money already to make more money, they would do it. Because uh, me, at least personally, because there is no system to make more money, really, except my paper and different things, um, I would still be trying to make more money. But because there isn't one, I don't care about my money as much. Um, But I don't think a reset would be great. I think that um, if we made it so that you know, uh, the newer members could make a little more um, money than the average and higher members, that would be good. But at the end of the day, I think once you reach that sort of average wealth level or the high wealth level, um, you should be set to fend for yourself and to to flow with the economy. Because at the end of the day, if there were investment um, things and, and different ways to sort of um, make money, I think you would see an actual um, sort of economy. And if we don't treat a foreign economy like an actual economy, then you're not going to see it work. You know, um, biz- uh, unfortunately, I've always said it, government has to start a lot of the businesses in this region just because it is a forum. Um, once they finish setting it up, that is when it becomes private, you know, owned and whatnot, and it will, you know, handle itself. Uh, I know you, were you here for FREA? I believe you were. Yes, I was. Yeah. Okay. FREA worked actually pretty well in the South. Um, Other states didn't do so well, and it ended up getting repealed across. But for a short time, the South had FREA working. And I would, even to this day, I would reform it and pass it because it was a, a, um, a monetization of things. And if you want the form economy to work, you have to monetize things. Um, not necessarily to, you know, real-life money, but to foreign money. Um, and, and do you honestly think that if someone didn't have enough money to do this or that, that someone wouldn't give them a loan or give them a gift? You know, I can remember um, I was just joining the region, and that was used when you had to pay to role play, when you had to pay for plots. The first one was free, but then you had to buy them. Um, I borrowed money, or I, I was given money from Obito to buy plots. And, um, you know, that's just a prime example of that. 
you know, um, no matter how much money you have, usually people tend to be generous on here and, and you know, economically um, respectable. So One idea that I've always thought uh, deserved a debate was, and obviously it's related to legislation, I think that if you're going to propose a bill, instead of like it going through a committee and being passed by the committee to go to the floor, you should be required to, you know, pay a fee, a submission fee, whether that's mm-hmm. worth one post. Um, so you're not actually losing any money, but the government is gaining money off of that activity that you're making, uh, whether that's in a two-chamber system or just the Senate as a whole. Um, you're talking about I think pay- there are, Pay to propose a bill. Yeah, and then I also, good. I if you look at voting, if your vote does make it, then you should pay a small, you know, uh, Senate decorum fee to ensure that everyone has a copy of the bill. You know, just make it a tad more realistic. But government is creating, getting revenue. People are spending their money while they're holding office, so. Of course, they're getting paid for the position, but at the same time, you got to keep the money flowing. And I think just something simple like that could help in the long term. I think that um, there are certainly ways to go about um, creating um, monetary activity for the government and revenue for the government. I think a, a very low, low tax rate would be better. Um, on certain things, you know, uh, whether it be businesses, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Again, I'm against taxes, but um, if you wanted to talk about government revenue, that'd be a better way. I think that charging people to to post a bill wouldn't exactly be the best thing just because, you know, you're talking about people who come and and, and are going out of their way to propose something and write something and, and debate something um, and to go above and beyond to to sort of um, pay the post and bill, I think would be a little disastrous. But what, well, I mean, again, the, what the I, whole thing is because when they when they post that bill, they're just not getting the money for that post, so they're not really losing anything. Yeah, but I would still say that that it um, actually no, I would say that um, you know they don't really get money for that post um, unless per post were to come back, but, um, you know, I I couldn't see it being like that. You know what I would be in favor of, though? Again, the political party thing. If you had, uh, you know, a fee to run for office, I did uh, support that. I I came up with that, that if you were to pay a small fee to run, you know, sort of put a monetary backing behind your campaign, and then, you know, spending campaign money or, or raising campaign money, different things, you know. If we're wanting to be a more active region, we have to have mechanisms that are going to do that. And, But I don't think that um, charging people to post a bill would necessarily do that. I think running for office to pay for that would be, you know, a, a little more of an activity creator. But to, to pay to post a bill is, um, that's a little pushy. That's a touchy subject. Yeah. But you can't get anything done unless you push the envelope. Well, I have to end this interview, mainly because I'm well over an hour and people only listen for like 15 minutes at best. Right. So, 
<laughs> I appreciate you coming on the show. No uh, we would love to have you again, uh, maybe Absolutely. in a shorter time span next time. Uh, yeah. This is the debut show, so we're going above and beyond. And we still have our mystery guest, which I'm not telling you who it is, except for when I start recording again, you'll obviously know who it is because it's the next thing that you're going to hear. Thank you so much for coming in, and we'll talk again soon. All right. All right.
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 